What's the deal? What's the deal? We back again. Politic in the podcast, man. Same crew. New time, man. Mondays, 1030. We hitting y'all with the content, man. Back again. So let's bring in the cast. You already know who it is, man. We got the mayor, the famous homie. You know, y'all came through. And the prolific Ken Chronicles, man. What's the deal, fellas? What up? What up? What up, man? Shit, shit, man. So, y'all been keeping up with this NBA playoffs? Yeah, This shit been crazy. The the fight world been hella crazy, though. Like, we really been diving into the fight world. And uh, it's been hella exciting, man. But Canelo Alvarez, man, just took an L. We didn't think it could happen. He took an L to Dimitri Bivol. It was a big Russian. He went up in weight trying to take another belt, but it didn't work out for the boy, man. He ended up taking an L, man. Did y'all check out that fight? What was y'all thoughts on Canelo trying to go take another belt and losing? Oh, man. Boxing is my shit, so let me go first on this one. Um, You know, Canelo, like you, as you said before, he seemed indestructible. You know what I'm saying? I, I really didn't see him realistically losing another fight. You know what I'm saying? The rest of his career, based off the competition right now, it, it looks like he he wiped out most of the people. I thought he he avoided a few cats like the the older Charlo brother, um, Andrade, and um, the other the other middleweight, strong middleweight. I forget his name, but um, Canelo. I think what he what happened was he's he's been relying on his power too much. He's been able to take guys out with his body shots, break them down with his body shots, and he's been able to take guys out in late rounds with his power. So he banked on that too much. And he went up against a guy who's over six foot tall, long arms, who's not afraid of him, who, who ate his punches, who had great defense and uh, took him out. And to me right here, this what this what it says. A lot of people don't realize this. It all boils down to this tells you how great Floyd Mayweather Jr. was Floyd Mayweather. He didn't lose, man. He didn't. He didn't. No matter who he fought, he didn't lose. He didn't. He didn't threaten to get uh, uh, to to get a loss. Canelo Alvarez is supposed to be the man, and he got his ass kicked. And I'm a Canelo fan. I was disappointed in him losing, but he underestimated the other guy. He he relied on his power, and uh, that's not going to work now. Now he has to go back down. I, I believe, in my opinion, he can't do light heavyweight anymore. He has to go back down to 160. Fight the other Charlo butter. Fight Demetrius Andrade and, and clean up the the middleweight division because he went up too high and um and his, his boxing game isn't as versatile. So Canelo will bounce back, but I, I think it was a disappointing loss. Hey, I'm with Ronnie on that. Um, it's funny you said how how all of his body shots just didn't have the same effect. It was more or less like he went into the fight putting forth more offense than defense. And as soon as you said Floyd Mayweather, I'm like, man, his Philly shell defense is what kept everybody at bay. Like they tired themselves out. He got all the points that he would need to win the match if he didn't knock him out. And that's something that we just didn't see on Saturday. Like Canelo literally came out more offensively aggressive than defensively. And that's where that extra weight showed that him going up to the weight wasn't the same as, you know, his opponent who probably shed pounds to fight him like he's already a bigger fighter so he lost weight to come down to beat on someone smaller so i mean i don't want to say it's the end of his like his run over uh the middle class but i know this is going to take a big hit on his pride 
and everyone that he fights from now moving forward is going to think that they can knock him out or at least just win the fight. Like he don't, he won't have that uh that uh, fear factor anymore. He's just an average fighter. <clears throat> Not knocking his legacy though. Yeah, man. Um, I agree with everybody's sentiment who's spoken so far, man. I feel like this was a new challenge for him, um, going up and wait. And a lot of times, um, you know, when you go up and wait for at least for combat um, fighters, I've noticed, you know, going up and wait is one thing while you're actually training and stuff. But to go up and wait after the fight actualizes, it's a whole different dynamic. Um, he came out uh, pretty aggressive. Uh, I thought that he would probably try to work a little bit more on the inside, being that he's about, what, three inches shorter. But, I mean, just, you know, he just got outboxed and pretty much outclassed. Do I think he's done? No, no, no. But I also agree with uh, what Alvin just said, too, though. I think he needs to go ahead and come back down. I didn't watch it. I'm probably the only person on here that did not watch it. So can't comment on it. I didn't I didn't I didn't watch it. If it's based upon the picture that I seen though, that picture, that that yeah, it wasn't a very nice look. You know. So, but I didn't I didn't watch it. So Canelo usually tries to uh wear you down the first couple of rounds with body shots so that it gets you to guard your lower body and it gets you to drop your hands so that he can go for that, for that knockout, for that power punch. And when, when Bibble ate those, those punches, that whole strategy was out the, the window. So now you didn't lost seven, eight rounds trying to do this strategy and them hands ain't dropping. And now you're tired and now you can't continue with this offensive onslaught. And that's, I feel like ultimately that, that strategy that he went into the fight with, is what cost him the loss, not his skill, not his power. He went in with a strategy that ended up not working out for him. Hey, Caleb, so let's Caleb get, do you feel that yeah. Bivol, Caleb, just one question. Do you feel that um, Bivol, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, do you feel like he watched a lot of film and really studied Canelo's strengths and weaknesses, like going to the match? Mm-hmm. I think that he knew that that was Canelo's strategy. So when Canelo came with the exact strategy he expected, he was like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And that's why he dominated the fight from start to finish. you never seen Canelo Because it was barely on the inside work. I think it was more of um, him just being longer. Because Canelo hasn't really fought anybody that long. Even uh, his last fight at one uh, 175, he, he didn't fight a guy that was that long. And you got to remember, Canelo, he walks around at about 180, 185. So it's not yeah, like he was for sure, right? He walks around at about 190. So he was, he was, he, he weighed enough. He just, the guy, he was hitting his arms a lot. Even in a press conference, he said he was hitting his arms a lot. And that usually, when you hit arms and in the guard, it usually, like Caleb said, makes him move the guard. And that shit didn't work. He was hitting his arms and he ate that power. So the power, Canelo usually is able to get guys out in the 9th, 10th, 11th round with his power, and that shit didn't work this time. And that's why I say Floyd Mayweather, he, it just shows how superior he is because he Floyd Mayweather is the best in-fight boxer ever. He knows how to make adjustments, and I've never seen another fighter make adjustments like that. And Canelo, he don't know how to make adjustments. He fights one way, and it works most of the time, and it just didn't work yesterday. 
or Saturday. All right, so let's get to this NBA action, man. We've been going. Looks like every series is going to go seven seven games, man. The way this NBA has been playing, especially the way the refs been refing, it looks like every series is about to go seven games, man. You could get blown out today and tomorrow come back and get a victory. But uh, Jordan Poole, man, he's been balling. He's he's a bona fide superstar, I feel like, the way he came out these playoffs. He's showing that he's not just here for play, like he's here to stay. But he had a uh, he had a questionable act, man. He 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 was seen trying to go for the double team on John Morant in in game three, and he reached in for the ball. He said, but he ended up yanking John Morant's knee, John Morant's knee, and now he's missed game uh, game four, and we don't know when he's going to return. Do y'all think that was a dirty play? Mm-hmm. Or was that really Absolutely. just like a, a reaction? That was a dirty play. That was a dirty play. You know, I guess when you look at it, when you look at it in real time, I guess that's not a good analysis. But when you go back and actually look at the replay, um, he visually looked to where he wanted to grab and he pulled back on his kneecap. So for sure, I think that was a, a dirty and intentional play because he could have grabbed anywhere else but he specifically looked first <laughs> and then went to the knee absolutely hell no there wasn't no dirty play i don't think in real game action you could be that calculated and and get it that point on that own point to grab somebody's knee and twist it back that's not even the play that ja got hurt on in it first of all second of all i don't think it was dirty i think it was unintentional i think he was going for the ball he just happened to grab him in a, in a spot. Now, if you go outside and, and, and do this on a court, plant your legs and get in a decent defensive stance, and someone pulls you, they're not going to put. It's that's not going to bust something up in your knee. So I don't think that that that's not the play he got hurt on. And I don't think Jordan Poole is a dirty player anyway. I think in real game action, it'll be just hard to get be that on point with pulling someone's knee back. Like I, I don't think so. Hell no. I think it's a lot easier, honestly, Ronnie. I think it's a lot easier than what we think, especially when we know. I mean, they know um, what's the ailing injuries on players, man. I mean, I don't put anything. I'm not saying it's a dirty player. I'm just saying it it just looked like a dirty play to me. And, I mean, that's an easy grab, though, right? You don't think Mm so? No, because I don't think the Warriors, especially as a team, the Warriors don't fear nobody. They, They went up against LeBron James. Three or four years in a row, like you know, what I'm saying, like well, they don't fear John Morant. They don't think John Morant could take them out. The Warriors believe they could beat John Morant and the Grizzlies. They, you know, what I'm saying, like I said, they played LeBron in the finals three years in a row. Why would they be scared of John Morant? Why wouldn't they be? Because no, Morant was top five. He was top five of the league this year. What do you mean? Why he is, he but was that John Morant as good as 2016, 2015, LeBron James? There's no comparison. We're talking about what's contemporary and what's now. I'm just saying the fear factor. If if they were going to fear anybody, they would have feared LeBron, not John Morant. I don't get the correlation, but. Go ahead, Alvin. Go ahead, Alvin. So I have a few things to add to this. So first thing off of what Kenneth said, you're only looking at what they want you to see is for slowing down the replay for you to see his hand grabbing his knee. Everyone's kneecap moves. It doesn't mean that it hurt him, just like Ronnie has said. 
Like literally the pl- two plays prior to that was when he hurt his knee. He just finally decided he was on go out because he couldn't handle it anymore. Um, on to the whole, like, why would Golden State even be worried about John Morant? I don't know if you guys are aware or not, but Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs aren't the same anymore. So when you look at the West, who is the most dominant team in the last 10 years in the West? You look at Steve Kerr coming straight off of uh, Popovich's uh, uh, staff. You look at Clay and Steph coming straight off of Mark Jackson's uh, mentorship. They are the new face of the West, the new age San Antonio Spurs. So why would they have to change their image and make someone like Jordan Poole or even allow Jordan Poole to do something like that? Because you know more than anything else, all the games are going to go seven games except Golden State because LeBron's not in the playoffs right now. Kevin Durant's not in the playoffs. The ratings aren't there the way they should be. Yes, you have a lot of teams who are in uh, small markets, so you have more uh, uh, you know, hometown-type people watching the different games. They're trying to put more games on ABC7 already, even though they normally didn't do that until the uh, conference finals. They're trying to save the brand because right now the brand looks trash. Like I, I know John Morant has the AI mixed with the Derrick Rose type of like vibe and everything, but he's only in his third year. So what can you expect? He has to get injured. He has to take his lumps. He has to have his bounce back before he can be an MVP. He just came off of most improved player. You know what I mean? So it's cool to like, you know, argue about within us, but in retrospect, San Antonio, I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> Golden State has no one to fear, not even not even Phoenix in the West. They have a cakewalk to the finals if they play the way they're capable of playing. Oh, man. Oh, man. I've been waiting to get this out. So before we get on the whole topic and everything, <clears throat> I just want to come on the public record and say, wasn't in the beginning of this year. Once again, I'd just like to remind everybody. In the beginning of this year, a panel of gentlemen have were said have said that my team was going to be trash. And I just want to come on the record today, ladies and gentlemen, and say, even though my team is eliminated, <clears throat> we did better than both of you guys' teams. Playing tournament. <laughs> oh, man, they didn't even make it. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Who's a Lakers fan, Yajikete? Good job. He talking, talking about the Clippers, too. I hear him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. Going, going back, uh, I don't think it's a dirty play. I think it was a basketball play, as in he went for the ball. Um, I think Ja puts a lot on his body um, before that play. I mean, even before that game, he already had a hurt back the way he landed on his back the other day. Pretty much like, like the mayor said, he'd be doing – getting his AI and D Rose on. And we've seen what happened to D Rose after his third season. Not saying it's going to happen to Ja, but if you keep going in the air like that, you are putting a lot of tension on your knees. So the way he be flying through the air, the way you come down, 
it's going to take effect. So maybe the little tweak or little touch to the leg or whatever it was, don't know how severe the the touch was, but whatever it was could have been the X factor, but it 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 had to have more that that I mean somebody touching your knee in basketball, I don't think that's just like ah okay, I'm out. Like, no, it has to be more than that. Um, I think it was heard before. Let's go, Chicago. Let's go, hey, Chicago. Hey, Yaji Kedit. Hey, I got a question for you, Yaji Kedit. Um, what do you think John Morant needs to start working on now to kind of preserve his career as opposed to what we didn't see Derrick Rose do? He has to do the same thing Derrick Rose did right now, develop a jump shot. If he – him and Giannis. If they both develop a jump, if Giannis develops a jump shot, it's over. Um, yeah. But once you develop that jump shot, people will respect you a little bit. Then you don't have to go into the lane and and do that. Right now, they go to state. It's like, go ahead, Ja, take that three. We know you can't hit it. We'll live with it. Same thing as people do with Giannis at the free throw line. Now they don't do it as much to Giannis because he making his free throws now. So once Ja gets that jump shot down and it don't look like this, you know, like a little T-Rex, he 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 good. He good. He good. Ja is actually making the three ball at a high clip, higher clip this year. Right. He's improved his shooting. Yeah, I don't think the problem is that he can't shoot. I think the problem is the way he plays. So he still doesn't want to, you know, rely more on getting the easier basket instead of put taxing his body by attacking the basket the way he does. I think you need to switch up his play in order to, to preserve his career and, and have longevity. Like, you know what I'm saying? You saw the greats like Kobe, you know, reinvent his game and go to the post and mid range or LeBron is in, is shooting his best right now. LeBron shot is, is the best it's ever been right now. And he finally got his shot. Finally, right. Late finally you praise LeBron. Late, late in his career, but you still have to mention Kobe in the same breath. Finally, oh, <laughs> mandatory, mandatory. But you know th those two guys, yeah. they, they work, they work on a jump shot. You know, even even you know, um, um, guys like Demar Derozan, like you got that, you, you you rely on that mid range shot, so you ain't got to use your body so much. Oh, that's easy bucket. It's not taxing on your body to shoot a fifteen foot jump shot or a twenty foot jump shot or eighteen foot jump shot as opposed to trying to shake and bait, weave and bob and jump over everybody and bang on everybody. Like, that, that's hard and taxing on the body. So once Ja realizes that he ain't got to do all that, he could go further than what Derrick Rose broke down ass did. Hey. Hey. My bad, yeah. Ouch. You know what? Like, Ronnie, to express on what you said, man, you know that mid-range game is a – I mean, it's a rarity and it takes a lot of skill, man. Yeah. A lot of you, skill. You yeah. know who should develop that mid-range game? That boy James Harden, because that step back, man, it it, it worked and <laughs> get it. But I don't I don't believe in it, man. I think he watched, man. I don't think we gonna see the James Harden of old. He hit four. He hit four threes in the fourth quarter, man, to to come back and, and get uh, Philadelphia to win, man, tie the series two two, but. They saying that it's coming. He's back, man. James Harden in the step back is back. He hit four in a row in the fourth quarter in clutch. I I feel like that was probably his 
clutchest moment of his career as far as his playoff career. Because we all know in the playoffs, man, especially in the fourth quarter, he, he puts up clunkers. Go ahead, Alvin. I got to go Tap first in. on this one. I'm sorry, big homie. I know you wanted to because you, you heard what he said, and you know we normally feel the same way about basketball. So this is the thing. I like how James Harden gives zero, zero fucks about what anybody thinks about his game, about how he lives his life, about what he's doing, right? If you think about how he left Houston to go to Brooklyn, how he forced his way out of Brooklyn, well, not forced his way, but, you know, accepted the trade to go from Brooklyn to Philly, which he's saying is where he really wanted to go, but we all know where he, you know, he didn't want to go there. He really didn't want to go to Philly, but he had to sit back and let the game come to him. He didn't have to play the way he played in Houston with Philly. He has Joel Embiid. Like, he is the best player in the NBA right now. I don't care if the Joker got MVP or will get it soon because Wolves dropped it earlier. But Joel Embiid right now was the best player in the NBA this season. So if he's eating and he's young, why not sit back and let him work? And then fill out the team, fill out the vibe. Because I don't know if you guys were aware, but him and Maxi, they've been having like some issues. He'll sit next to him. He'll get up and walk away. As far as Maxi, he'll walk away and go sit somewhere else. Like when you have tension within the team, the only way you can really eat is once everything is is resolved. So they needed him to be him, and now he can do what he does. And he's not washed. He's not back. He's never really left. He just chills. Like he hangs out with Travis Scott. He hangs out with little baby. He's living his life. He doesn't have any kids. He doesn't show any women like as far as in the social media limelight. So if he's messing with the IG model, if he's married, we wouldn't know. You know what I mean? Like he barely even talks. Like he he has braids and you can see the, the, the receding hairline coming in right here. His beard is big and full. It doesn't even really line it up. I mean, Bro is really just doing him. And you know he's, you know, from Cali, so let the man work. Watch what he ends up doing for the first time in his career. He's not injured, and he's not having to carry the, the weight of the entire team on his shoulders. Oh, my goodness. Huh? Oh. Wait. What? <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie, wait, what wait. you do? You said, huh? He's not, he's not carrying the weight of the entire wait. team on his shoulders right now. Joel Embiid is. When he was in Houston, CP3 might have been a better point guard than he was a shooting guard, but he still was the one option. He was so what happened to those option. two games? What happened to those two games that was down 0-2 getting blew out? Oh, are you Joel talking about this season? No, be, listen, yeah. look, look, look. If you guys really think about the playoffs and not regular season, you're supposed to win your home game. When you go, when you're at home, you win your two. His when you go away, his numbers are down in the playoffs. Matt, no, but his numbers are always down in the playoffs. You're acting like this man has ever done anything in the playoffs. The, the most he's done. Now, no, no, no. But the most he's ever done was when he was with OKC with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. He can't. When he was with Houston and he was the number one option, that's yeah. a different James Harden. He right. was going to work numbers were matching Kobe and he wasn't really there yet. Mature, mature wise. I feel like right now, the first two games, they got beat up. And you know why I said that him and Maxi had issues. He gave up the ball. How many times did you watch in game three or I'm sorry, in game two that he would pass the ball and go stand like this in the corner or stand at the, at the wing. They weren't even double teaming him. They weren't shading him or anything. He would just stand there. 
when you're not engaged in the game because there's issues within the team, it shows. Game three and game four, it was a completely different game. Just like when Joel Embiid has to carry Ben Simmons last year, Joel Embiid made James Harden be a better player because he brought it out of him because he's the best player in the NBA right now. Stop I'll stop talking. I'll hey, stop Alvin. talking because you guys know hey, I'm Alvin. right. It's Alvin, okay. Alvin, I want to ask you one. Let me ask Alvin you one question. Right. Alvin, is, uh, is James Harden top 10 right now in the league? Would you pay him $22 million a year? No, 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 no. He's not top 10 in the league this season. That's because he's not top 10 in the league this season doesn't mean he didn't earn and deserve the money that he got when he signed his contract. Okay. But if you look at what he's done the last three seasons, if you look at what he's done the last three seasons, he chose to not play better. He didn't admit that he had – What, right now? What, what, when it's time to re-sign? He got to opt in, and then his contract is up. So he's going to opt in for next year. But after that, he's a free agent. So he's going to be looking for a deal next year. You're going to give him the max. Depending on how this playoffs, like how this playoff goes and how he comes into next season, no. He doesn't get a max anymore because he's already over 32 years old. And he's not being consistent like he should be. But he's not washed. So he's washed up. Listen, you know what? No, he's, no, 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 hey, no. Let me he's not on washed. Come on. Go, 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 ahead, go, go, go ahead, Ronnie. Go ahead, Ronnie. Okay. He's not washed. He's not let washed. Just, he's not bad. First of all, first of all, Joel Embiid is not the best player in the league. Giannis what? Antetokounmpo is the best you player. You ain't watched no basketball. This season. You ain't watched no basketball. This season. Hold on. This season, Ronnie. This season. Joel Embiid. What, what basketball did you watch? Once again, here we go. I'm looking at one side of the basketball. Joel Embiid, he's not, he's not dominant on the other side of the floor. Giannis is dominant on both sides of the ball, first of all. Giannis is the reigning finals MVP who dropped a 50-piece in the finals to get it. Giannis is the reigning champion. He is the best player in the league, first of all. Second of all, now back to James Harden. Back to James Harden. James Harden. I remember when he was averaging 36 a game, and everybody was yeah, saying in Houston, in Houston, when he was in Houston, everybody was three saying years ago, three years ago, scored in Kobe and MJ, and when him and MB got together, it was Kobe and Shaq part two all over ESPN. I get so sick of ESPN <laughs> overreacting to games or overreacting to a couple of games. James Harden is definitely fucking watched. They changed the rules on how they call the game. They're not giving them those ticky-tack fouls, that bullshit-ass step And that's step making back the difference. And that's making the difference. It's making a difference. That bullshit-ass step-back is not working no more. James Harden is not capable of putting up superstar numbers anymore in the regular season. To Alvin's credit, like he said, he's never did nothing in the playoffs. He's never, ever had big games in the playoffs. So this ain't nothing new. I'm just saying in the regular season leading up to this, James Harden wasn't doing shit. He looked like shit. He looked slow. He looked like all his moves are old. They done figured him out. James Harden is his not. His moves are right. old. No, no, no. Out of shape. He was out of shape. Hold on, hold on. I want to say something. James Harden step back is equivalent to the Shamgar move. How many people that move has transcended the game? These no, youngsters are in there practicing that James Harden step back. It has not led to success, though. So the even the four threes he hit yesterday and yesterday's game, those weren't clutch threes. That game was never in doubt. 
when the game is in doubt, you can't rely on James Harden. When they're up about six, eight points, of course, there's no pressure. Of course, he's going to hit those threes. Let the game be tied or they down two or up one or up two. Those aren't threes aren't falling. They've never fallen in the clutch for him. That man has never showed up in the playoffs, right and he's had his best years behind him. James Harden is washed. I wouldn't pay him uh, shit. All right, yeah. All right, yeah. All right, yeah. I am 130 and 100% with Ronnie, where James Harden has been garbage. And he's garbage. He's not, okay, he's not garbage. Garbage. I'm, okay, it, it, I'll, I'll take you oh, back. Okay. He's, not, he's not garbage. Garbage is having a playoff championship team, and your playoff championship team doesn't even make the play-in tournament. That's garbage. Lickers, We ain't talking about We ain't talking about What's up, Alvin? Oh, my. That's garbage. That's garbage. But James Harden. That's all I'm going to say. Time after time. And he just don't show up. You can't be like, oh, he was balling out in Houston. Guess what? They ain't, they didn't have nobody else in Houston. So get, yeah, he got to ball out, and he got to ball out because nobody knew about that step back. How do you stop the step back? Once people figured out how to stop the step back, guess what? His game has stepped back. The, the league it, stopped the step back with the rule change. Oh, so so nobody he, figured out how to, to stop it. The league, but he's still it. doing. But he just did it, and it worked. Keep going, y'all. My bad. Okay. It's only good because he was able to change the rule. If you got one. If you got one thing to your game, I mean, that's his fault. He he never developed. So that's that's his fault. At the end of the day, James Harden had Kevin Durant twice. 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 He had Chris Paul. He had so many stars. And you still can't make it to the Western or Eastern Conference Finals? Exactly. exactly. And no, you, no, James. You the top ten. James, players? you know, you know, you know what, you, you know what, James Harden. His game was a gimmick. It, it just worked for a, a certain. Oh, you guys point are listening. You guys and, are being and, and so when, disrespectful. Can I finish? No, no. Can I finish? Oh, I've been, I've been, look, when, 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 when James Harden, when he's not getting those calls, and he's not going to the line, it's a whole different dynamic on what he averages per game. You can look that up in the stats. We're not necessarily being disrespectful. No, but again, look, look, look the league has changed. Hold on, I, look, let, look, just let me finish. Last, last you're talks, a Lakers fan. You're, you're, it's you're, not about I mean, the Lakers. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just getting to the point. I understand that. I understand that. But you're a Laker fan, so things that you say are, are questionable. I don't know how credible they are, but man, like we see that James Harden, his game is declined, and it's fine. He's just coming out of his prime, and it just didn't work. He's no longer a max player. He's no longer a superstar. We might not even think that he's an all-star. I mean, look at your man Carmelo. James Harden might be on the Carmelo man, Anthony Brooke. status. 19 years, that's 19 years. James Harden's not in his 19 James Harden years. and Carmelo Anthony <laughs> are kind of right I, I, here I, with hey, each other. That's a, no, that's Caleb, no, no, Caleb, that's not a, that's not a good comparison. No, don't do Carmelo. <laughs> Carmelo played big in games. Carmelo showed up. Carmelo did not fold in the playoffs. Carmelo was going toe to toe with Kobe and, and lost in six yeah, games. Yeah, 
Yeah, but he chased right, money going to New York, and he chased money going to New York, and now he's never a champion. Oh, then he couldn't guys, make it in Houston. Are be, you guys, you guys are he really could, big. Speaking of Houston, he couldn't Skip make it in Bayless Houston. And, what it was like ten days. And, it was like ten days, like I three games. Houston and Houston and with that sorry ass nigga James then, then he was over there. Okay, see. <laughs> hey, hey, Russ. Bro, Russ, are we call him Mellow. Oh, no, we talking about Melo. Listen, listen. We talking about Melo. Why are you guys look? Look, you know, you want to know what's funny? You know how I know I'm right? It takes all four of you to try to shut me up <laughs> about a fact. When normally, normally I'm the one. That's coincidence. You guys all, you went all the way. No, no, no. It's not coincidence wow. this time, Ken. You went all the way as far as bringing Melo into this. Come on yeah. now, that's <laughs> look, look, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Into but no, 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 no. I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all, right? So I was just playing adult league at the gym where you guys did the dunk contest and all that. Shout out to Gilbert Arenas because I was talking to him after the game. How many points? You I had almost had a triple double. I, I only had nine points. I went one for seven from the three point line because I, I was my first game playing with them. That's but terrible. I had, I hey, you know it's terrible. You play me, I dog you on camera. Oh, you know, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> don't, tell me don't tell me it's terrible because you sound like Skip Bayless. Now, what I'm saying is no, back but to you play Gilbert Arenas. That's, That's the All right. So back to Gilbert Arenas. All right, we go. were talking about he, – he was literally talking about how everybody keeps doing all this talking about NBA players like they know how hard it is to get to the NBA or even what they're capable of doing when they can flip the switch on and off. James Harden left the switch off for so long that we're talking about him like this and he has a game like that because what was wait what did Stephen A. Smith just say before the game? Everything we just said. And then what did Stephen A. Smith say immediately thereafter the game? Well, you know what? He shut me up. He put my put both my feet in my mouth. Now I'm have to see what he does in game five. No, I'm just saying like we have to see what happens, but you, you can't you know what's gonna happen. He's a top look. He's because top ten in the see NBA what's all time in three pointers. He's see. top ten. Top ten in the NBA in three pointers all time. This ain't a history contest. I can take that away. This ain't a history contest. All right, all right, man. We gotta move on. Now, y'all said James Harden didn't have nobody in Houston. He had Melo for 10 days, like I brought up. You don't see you see how you go back to Melo? That's okay. And he also had CP3, man. Because why CP3? We had the birthday, baby. Don't do me like that. He had to wipe. But but what y'all how y'all feel about CP3, man? He has seven turnovers. Hey. Next game, he gets fouled out. He's getting frustrated. There's stuff going on with his family getting pushed in the crowd. He's like emotionally all over the place right now and out of control and out of character. He famously came up short with James Harden when they had that chance to be Golden State and he blew out his hamstring. Then last year, they had a, a perfect chance again. And what did he do? He got injured. And now he's not injured, but he's losing his shit. How do y'all feel about Chris Paul? And y'all think that Phoenix got enough to get Luka and them out the way? I'll be yeah, quick. I'll yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, Ronnie, I'll be quick. Ronnie, let me go first. I'll be quick. Right. This was one of those stage paid games that he knew he was supposed to lose. He was emotional because he couldn't hide it on national television. His mom and his wife knew, and that's why they ended up talking shit in the stands, and that's why they got put. 
The NBA is entertainment. What? They probably they turned <laughs> the NBA isn't entertainment. Don't don't it is. And don't 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 you know the Lakers started cheerleading. The Lakers started cheerleading. So don't start there with like I don't know entertainment. But I'm saying Chris Paul is one of those type of players that he wants to play every game at the highest integrity to the best of his ability. And if he knew that they had to they had to take a dive for game four so that it could be four uh, two two. He probably couldn't even play the game the right way, so he just threw it. He threw – he just didn't play well. If you look at half the fouls he made, the refs were waiting for him to just move his hand to blow the whistle. So I say that's what it is, and the stuff with the fans, with his mom and his wife, like I don't know how you guys feel, but all the stuff that's been said with Westbrook and everybody else is one thing for you to talk crap to a player. It's another thing to, to uh, uh, you know, in a certain extent – attack their family while they're playing you know and they're present alvin how, how did he how did he throw the game and he didn't agree on the no, foul that was his, called on no, no. his game he threw his game chris paul oh, hasn't had seven, okay. chris paul hasn't had seven turnovers in one playoff game all the way back to new orleans i'm talking about he hasn't even had one with the clippers seven turnovers under under five point or five point seven turnovers. You haven't seen numbers like that since New Orleans Hornets. Um, before we go to the conspiracy and people throwing games in the NBA, it's really <laughs> hard. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Ronnie. Hey, Alvin, God Foster. It's really hard to believe Conspiracy that. Alvin. Alvin. Alvin is a conspiracy Alvin. That's your new it, name. This is man. Sometimes I'm with it, but it's really hard to go conspiracy because it feels a conspiracy. The Nets and the Lakers wouldn't be so trash and they'll be in the playoffs. Come you the just Lakers. Durant and LeBron are the two biggest names. How much money do you think they brought in by them not making it? No, let them talk, Calvin. Let them talk. If if the NBA wanted to have a conspiracy, they would definitely have Kevin Durant and LeBron James in the playoffs, first of all. So let's get to CP3. Play chess, man. Let's let's get to CP3. I don't think it's it's much of a conspiracy. It's more the fact that we forget. CP3 is 36, 37 years old. Okay, he's not young Chris Paul no more. Although he's played years above his age, he's played like a 32-year-old, 31-year-old. He's still 36 and 37. So it's not far-fetched that he's going to have an off game on the road when he has to deal with a backcourt like Luka Doncic and that uh, who's a a, a other kid, Hardaway, Brunson. They have a backcourt, a nice Uh backcourt over there. And he's not young. He has has old legs. Brunson's a big. So the backcourt over there in Dallas is wild. He has old legs, so he has to chase around those guys defensively. Chris Paul, he's not going to be able to do that every game. But guess what? And I'm not even the biggest Chris Paul fan. The big games, Chris Paul shows up more than he does it. Chris Paul has had a couple of 14, 18.4 quarters to, to eliminate teams in this playoffs. So game six, back in game five back in Phoenix, you better believe Chris Paul's going to show up. And I still pick the Suns in six. And I picked them to go toe-to-toe with Golden State in the Western Conference Finals in a six-game series. I picked them to lose. But I think that they can win and they can get to the finals. So wouldn't it be a part of a conspiracy if <laughs> if, <The> if, <laughs> if, if No, no. If, Watch where he goes with this. Lakers. How old he is 
if he knew that he can't publicly come out and say, hey, I'm not playing this game. How about I get fouled out? Then people just go, oh, Chris Paul got fouled out. So technically he got rest. So he can They come were only into, down by eight. So he can come into the that next intentional. and he has more energy. They were your game. So now, now that was, yeah, they were they, they were hold on, Caleb. They were they were still in the game. I mean, it was only down yeah. by well, eight they, or nine. Like they can, you, you can you can clear you can but hold on, you can you can clearly see you can clearly see in his body language he was like he was surprised at the call. So I mean there was no conspiracy theory. I mean no way across the board. Like, no. Maybe the conspiracy no, was out. You, you I don't care. I mean, you never. You guys have never listened to. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, Alvin. I only accept your conspiracy theory because there's no way in hell that you called that foul on Chris Paul in that moment in the playoffs and, and fouled no him out and fouled him out. That didn't make no sense to me. I was standing there like, "Are you serious? Like, you're really gonna do that? Like, these refs shouldn't have a job after that." There's no, no way they can make more games in these playoffs. But, but a ref can make a mistake, too. It, but not, not just a mistake, Ken. You're right. They can make a mistake. But we all know we've been watching basketball all our lives. The refs always favor the home team with the calls. It's always been that way. So, of course, on the road, Chris Paul is more prone to have seven turnovers. Of course, he's on the road. And they foul out on the road because we all know ever since we've been watching basketball, the refs always favor the home crowd. So that's not a surprising mm-hmm. call to me. Yeah, maybe the, the 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 NBA has other agendas, but to actually to actual be successful at fixing the game, I think it takes way more than what we think. So okay. you know. let's remember, let's not forget, let's not forget during the entire pandemic, there's been a lot, a lot, a lot of documentaries that's come out. Multiple referees have talked about betting and about how they know that games are supposed to be thrown and how certain teams are supposed to win. The stats about which player does what is up to the player. But if if referees who are paid thousands of dollars to referee the most sought-after athletes in the world, if they admitted out their own mouth because they're already out of contract and there's no clause that's going to come back and get them sued, why would I not believe it? And I'm just saying that's me of a, like a fan of basketball, right? And then I'm going to move forward with my conspiracy and I'm going to leave it alone since you guys want to throw me off like as if I'm not a – influencer and the stuff <laughs> I say doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, I have I have it tonight. I'm telling you, I was talking to Gilbert Arenas. We was chopping it up. My daughter looked at me. She was like, wow, dad, you think you're cool? I'm like, ask him if I'm cool because I'm cool because he's talking to me, right? Like, we got pictures. We met each other multiple times. But anyways, here we go. <laughs> they win. Listen, they win at home, right? You're, watch this, watch this. They win at home in game five. Chris Paul has a good game. They go to game six and watch Scott Foster be the referee at home for Dallas. Watch how all the way up until that game, they talk about how Chris Paul hasn't won one playoff game with this man as one of the three referees on staff. He's going to lose the game, which will make him 0-17 with him refing, and then he'll go to game seven, and they'll win in game seven. That will then give Golden State an additional how many ever days to rest to be prepared for for Phoenix for the Western Conference Finals because I think if we really think about it, why wouldn't we want Golden State to win if we were the NBA collectively? Mm-hmm. When Golden State wins, Laker fans are happy too. You remember because you have a lot of bandwagon jumpers 
and then you have more conspiracies about who's going to leave. Is Steph Curry going to stay? Is Clay going to stay? Is Jordan Poole going to get uh, traded for somebody? Are they finally going to let go of Clay? Like, there's so much, there's so much interest in Golden State winning than any other team right now in the playoffs. That mark my words, Phoenix wins Game Five, loses Game Six because of Scott Foster, wins Game Seven. Golden State finishes off the play, uh, finishes off um, whoever this is. Damn, you dissing Memphis. Don't even know him. Alvin just low-key contradicted himself. Just a couple of minutes ago, he said, what are teams supposed to do? (laughs) supposed to win their home games, right? So why does that not apply to this series? Dallas is supposed to win home games, right? Not no, I know. It, no, no, no. But I know. But remember the game that that Chris Paul just had in Game Three. He had such momentum that you was going, like every all Game Three. He played great. In but it was a quarter, road game. It, it was a road game. It was a road game. And if he if they would have won Game Four, that would have put them three one going back to Phoenix. That would have threw off everything. Now that gives you the two two. It gives you a potential seven games. Go ahead, y'all. All right, go ahead, y'all. Um, <clears throat> the Chicago Bulls won on on the road, so there goes theory. Um, <laughs> actually, one it's not, more- a, it's not a theory, y'all. I'm just not gonna cut you off. It's just you're supposed to. <laughs> so you're supposed to hold home court. That's all I'm saying. But go ahead, y'all. I, go ahead. My my point was not anything to do with what you're saying, Mayor. Um, I, know, it's just my, Bulls. I know. And my agenda for today is this: that one game that my Chicago Bulls won is one game more than the Lakers. <laughs> 17. Alvin, hey, 17. Hey, Alvin, you having, Alvin, you having a tough night tonight, man. You know, repeated 17, but Lakers won't win another championship for the next 10 years. So, and even in the next 20, and the next 20, they'll still have the, either the most or second most in NBA history. Cause Boston has to win to beat him. Y'all still paying Luau Dang, man. That's how fucked up. No, we're not. not. (laughs) You still paying Luau Dang, bro. He's off a contract, Taylor. You know it. Don't play with me. You know he's off a contract. (laughs) The season's officially over. His contract is done. Bull ever. Luau Dang. (laughs) Get your money. All right, man. So we got to get to this Kevin Samuel news, man, because. I really wanted to tap in on this, not necessarily his death or the the accusations and rumors going around his death, but just all the slander on his name once he was he, let that man rest in peace. The moment that they found out, it was like they were celebrating his death and saying black women are undefeated and that he deserved to die because of his opinion to black women. But the reality is, is that his show was an open forum and these black women called in for his specialty. So they were actually soliciting his information and they actually wanted this information. He didn't have to go seek out women to, to tear down and destroy. These women literally called up on his show so that he could critique them. But then he's getting all this slander and this dirt on his name after he passes away. And I just feel like that's crazy, like how inhuman humans are nowadays. Yeah, I think I think um, it was I had to go back and, and kind of like do some more research and uh, 
and uh, you know, think about it more. Cause I under, I understand it, man. I I, I understand how, how black women feel, especially, you know, I've always said there's a disconnect between black women and black men in America. There is, but black women feel that we don't protect them. They feel black men don't protect them. They feel black men don't do a lot when it comes to them. And then to have Kevin Samuels, you know, talking the way he talked. Now, I don't agree with with a lot of what he's saying because, you know, you know, I think he could have said it in a different way and he could, his delivery could have been different. But like Caleb says, you know, um, these women were calling in asking for his opinion. So why do you need Kevin Samuels to tell you that you're not a dime piece? Why do you need Kevin Samuels to tell you you're not this, you're not that? If you believe that you are, why are you seeking out his opinion? So when you call him and ask him for his opinion, why are you getting mad at what he said to you? Now, like I said, I don't agree with what he did. And I think he should rest in peace. He wasn't Hitler out here killing motherfuckers and putting people in slavery and doing bullshit. So that's the only way I think someone's death should be celebrated. But he went out here killing people. So the man is dead. Let him rest in peace. But at the same time, about how he how he did his whole show, I just think that women get didn't give him a a, a fair a fair shake because like i said they like, like we all said they sought his opinion they called and then asked him what he thought about stuff and he gave him what he thought so you can't get mad if you ask somebody what they think and they tell you what they think like come on but you know what ronnie you know what we can't um i, I agree with most of what you're saying but i mean we can't act like um even though the women they called in at their leisure of course but we can't act like he wasn't disrespectful in certain fashions right he was so he here's was. the thing so 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 i feel like he was i agreed with a, a lot of his theories and his ideologies but at the same token a lot of time he paired that with mild disrespect and then at that point it becomes counterproductive so everything right. that you're saying that right. makes sense if you add even a dollop of disrespect right it just counteracts like actually what you're saying. So I yeah. think that, um, and this, this has nothing to do with his death. I don't think that because his opinion was perceived as outrageous, I don't think that that warranted his death. I don't believe in celebrating his death like that from a negative perspective, but we can't act like that he was always forthcoming. And cause he's an entertainer at the end of the day. So we can't right. act like he was always forthcoming in his delivery, no, no. Right, right. Well, I'll say like this, because it, it's kind of funny that it was a radio station and women were calling up to get his, get his advice and input on their own life. Doesn't it sound a little similar to a 90s sitcom starring Martin Lawrence? And he had What's Up Radio. He would sit there and he would sit and he would sit there on his headset and he would talk about different things. He would ask a question. He said, what's up with that? And then he would hit the button. And he'd hit the button and be a woman on the call, on the phone. He'd say whatever he had to say. And he would disrespect them a lot. And the studio audience would laugh a lot. Because remember back then there wasn't being, you know, broadcasted live. It was being recorded in front of a live studio audience. And they laughed. Like, you know, they probably had signs, but we all laughed. Like, because back then everyone had a little bit tougher skin. And you kind of say what you felt because that's your opinion. And not saying that, you know, it's good or bad, but it's very similar to what i remember watching as a kid and so when you fast forward to now it's like if someone's calling to get your opinion it's your opinion it's you knowing that i'm going to say whatever i want to say because you're asking me to say what i whatever comes to mind 
So it's like, if he wants to be a little bit disrespectful, don't call. If he wants to be extremely complimentary, don't call. Like, don't, in, don't, don't engage in it if that's not what you really want. And then that go off of his death and the fact of the internet just completely bashing him. The internet's not for pleasure. It's for, for like, you know, chaos and content. Like, it's just to make us sit here and stay more on our phones anyway. So if they praised him, how much more problems would it be compared to throwing dirt on his on his name and throwing shade on his grave? And I would add to that and say, um, when it comes to a, I will reverse it and say a black man's death, how many times have we seen or now seen that when a black man dies, there's a lot of dirt being thrown on his name. So instead of him, let's take Kobe Bryant for example. When Kobe died, how many reporters and everybody, oh yeah, Kobe was great, but don't forget about that charge. Don't forget yeah. about that charge, yeah. Kobe got championships, but don't forget about the charge, right? And even to the point, I think it was Lisa Leslie that said, what does that have to do with anything? So when it comes to his death, this is kind of the same thing, man. He's gone. All right, let's throw some dirt on his name. I will also go, if it is a radio show, you're getting that man's opinion. And it's not like it's one season. So if it's not one season that he had with his radio show, therefore, there was ratings. And those ratings had to be good enough for him to sustain his life and be able to have many seasons after that. So if his show was that bad and so disrespectful, maybe none of us tuned into his show, but there's enough people in the world, men and women, and women that watched the show and got the entertainment out of it. So are you, dissing the man now that he's gone obviously it really doesn't matter because he got more than one season out of it so there's enough people in the world that didn't find it disrespectful men or women kevin samuels and that whole thing majority of his fan base was middle-aged women and so you of course middle-aged women it's kind of like wendy williams you know she you know, does her gossip thing, and she says a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't like or might spill the tea on somebody's life that they didn't necessarily didn't agree with or information that she didn't want out that she put out. I mean, but you can't cater to a fan base and and live off a fan base that at the same time slanders you once you die. So that's the whole thing is that he, he catered to the black middle-aged woman that was his fan base so for them to bash him and and act as if they didn't consume his content or that they didn't find him creative or uh, it's like it's just like man it's, the internet they say is undefeated but i hate it here i can't lie <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know i totally agree LeBron James sitting down watching the NBA. 
He didn't even <laughs> one game, man. <laughs> All right, man. So so let's talk touch briefly on this big thing, man. Elon Musk, the, the Tesla on Tesla owner. He has now acquired Twitter from Jack Dorsey. The only reason why I bring this up is because Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg were actually brought up on uh, charges and and actually interviewed by the Senate where they were manipulating information to help with help the Democratic Party win this election against Trump. And Jack Dorsey actually kicked Trump off of Twitter. And now that Elon Musk owns it, people like Trump can make their return to a platform like this. So politically, this opens up. Basically, it was the Democrats that ruled social media because of that, that backing. Now this opens up Twitter for the Republicans. It gives them like an even playing field with, with this new social media platform. So I think that they're probably going to rebrand this whole thing, just how Facebook is now meta. I think that Elon Musk is going to take Twitter and make it something completely different than the Twitter that we know of and, and grew up with. What's y'all thoughts on this? He's going to take it straight to the metaverse. He's going to make everything physical not important anymore. Because, you know, you see already how the NFTs have taken off. You see how you can have... Uh, uh, you know, full on parties and, and with your Octola or whatever doing the, I, I can't lie, I don't have one, I haven't done it. I refuse to do it. I feel like that's going backwards into what we've been seeing on television for years. Like, oh, so you're going back into the matrix, but now it looks cooler. That's cool. Like, I, I, I just don't quite understand. And then for you to break it down the way you do, Caleb, and you always, you know, you politics so well. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not know any of that significance about the whole Democratic Party and the Republican Republican Party with social media at all. So now I'm like, oh, so this is just a sign that we're going to have Trump back for 2024 because he'll be able to talk as much stuff as he wants as soon as this all sets in the stone. And they make the new uh, uh, social media engine for everyone to start flooding their thoughts and private information with. He'll just get everybody back on point, say, hey, let's do this. The war is not over yet. We're going to make it all better. And uh, then we'll be moving to Mars or Jupiter, wherever. Because, yeah. You remember he said, you know, spa uh, uh, space army. He said that four years ago or five, five or six years ago. He he told us what was coming mm -hmm. next. So, yeah. Or maybe space army, not necessarily a different planet. Maybe space army. Oh, no, we're, they're, they're leaving, y'all. Do you see how many billionaires are just floating around in space like is this there's nothing to it the internet's right taking internet <laughs> <laughs> so you don't anybody that says twitter is dead is is a fool you don't buy twitter for 44 billion for no uh, for no reason there has to be a greater plot with that and you i think you hit it on the nail on Kalem. You gonna see you gonna see Trump back, and everything of that nature, and like I always say to my Democratic Party, smoking Joe, you still owe me a check, Joe. Off, Joe. Damn it, Joe, you owe me a check. 
You go about to let I'm about to let my I'm about to let my dreads out, Dro. You owe me a check. Give me my check, Joe. Yeah, Caleb. I just feel like I mean it's a political move. I mean, mm-hmm. once, once you broke it down, once you broke it down phonetically, it made all the sense to me. I mean, you pretty much summed it up. Mm-hmm. I, I remember watching Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg on trial. And they was just getting drilled. Like, if you knew this was going on, why didn't you do something? And they just basically was like, and then at the end of it, they was like, all right, well, don't do it again. And then that was it. And it was like, nothing happened. They don't go to jail. Like, did you just hear these testimony? Like, go back. It was live on YouTube. You can go back and watch it. It was a little over two years ago now, man. That shit was crazy. And like, and now for him to sell to Elon Musk, it's like, okay, Trump going to build his army again, man. You already know he's still been doing rallies out here. He's still talking about everything that Joe Biden does. He's talking every time Joe Biden gets rid of one of his policies, he got something to say. So he's just going to mobilize again. So let's see what Twitter ends up being. It's definitely going to end up in the metaverse because everything going to end up in the metaverse. Ending your Tesla. <laughs> the fact that they got self-driving cars, I'm like, man, this shit's too much of a movie. I robot. Hey, Caleb. Like, for real. Do you feel that Twitter, yeah. do you feel that Twitter is going to... Do you feel the Twitter is going to continue to be so liberal? But you know, you can you can damn near hop on Twitter and say and do anything. Man, you think these hoes are sucking dick on Twitter. They they busting it open on Twitter. They doing anything on Twitter, man. The fact that you can do anything on Twitter and it's just like no restriction. It's like I don't know. I don't see Twitter. I see Twitter being more explicit. I think they're going to end up catering only to 18 and over so that they could do really what they want to do. Twitter hub. <laughs> you know, Kayla, like for real, for real. If you think Wait, about Jack, how much you're able to do, if you you see how much you're able to do with those, with the, with the self-driving Teslas, they're going to allow you to have the, the, the ocular on and do the metaverse. If you have, like a specific app, if you're with Twitter or Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to come a time where you're seeing people being driven by the car while being in another world, like um, Wally also. Like, you're not going to have people wanting to work out because you can make yourself look good in, in the metaverse. You're not going to have to worry about buying clothes because you can y- have y- digital. Y'all keep mentioning all these movies. I ain't seen all these movies. I'm an old school I, dude, so nah, I'm talking about Terminator Skynet. No, no, I robot. <laughs> I robot. Demol- hey, demolition I robot. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know all these. Well, I we old. Yeah, I ain't that old. Independence Day. You seen Independence Day? Yeah, man. So let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here. You know what? Shout out to all y'all, man. I love it. I love y'all. I respect y'all. This was a good show. It was laid back. Y'all educated. Shout out to you, man. Uh, Alvin, God bless you. You always been solid. Ronnie, you know we always go back and forth with the Lakers. It's much respect. And Caleb, once again, thanks for providing a, a platform for all of us to speak on, man. And that's all I got. Thank you. Shout out to the panel. Love y'all brothers. It's a late night. 
but we still getting it in, always grinding. Uh, shout out to all the Lakers fans out there. <laughs> Wanted to speak. Never get to speak to you guys. And you guys have been a very quiet, very quiet. It's it's you guys got a lot to say when the Lakers are going <laughs> on. So I'm just trying to just come come back to the party and everything. Um, you guys are looking at the number one Laker hater, and I and I admit it. So there's no I hate the Lakers too. It's, it's yeah. me and you, one and two. Uh, I, 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 me too. Okay. This is a panel of Laker haters. Yeah. Well. Well, I, um, I love my brother Mayor. Though. Ronnie's a, Ronnie's a LeBron uh, hater, though. Yeah. No, I'm not a LeBron, LeBron hater. We need a we I'm, need we, we not, need a one on one conversation. I always win. I'm, I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm not. I just tell the truth. That's all. I'm not a LeBron hater. There he's, we he's go. A that, that's he's a fabulous man. LeBron James. Better shout out to LeBron James. Shout out LeBron. That's my shout out. Shout out to LeBron James. For hurrying up and getting a <laughs> football team so we can go back to being Ooh. a Lakers. He's a shit show. He made this shit a shit show. Getting rid of all the players, missing the playoffs. Shout out to you, LeBron. Get the fuck up off my team. <laughs> shout out to the whole cast. Ken Chronicles, bro. I, I love the CEO of Cindy, man. And, and you continue to grow. Y'all just care you as well. Man, all y'all niggas. Mayor, of course, Dank, Politic, and shout out to the crew. Shout out to all the fans that keep on fucking with us, man. Shout out to everybody, man. I just want to want to let y'all know that I appreciate being here, being here with y'all. And um, let's 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 take this show and keep on going, man. Let's keep on growing. Hey, um, shout out to all y'all. I appreciate you guys always coming at me because I'm the light, the lightest person on the panel. <laughs> I, I always feel attacked. Oh, now it's because you like it. Yeah, because you know I'm a conspiracist. <laughs> I'm an influencer. I'm just making sure people know. That there's other cool light skinned guys out there other than Drake and Chris Brown. No, I'm just joking. Um, the Lakers have 17 championships. Doesn't matter. And um, oh even God. in the next 20 it years, all. statistically speaking, there's going to be no team that's going to be able to catch up. So shout out to all the people who love the Lakers, who love the first professional team that's ever had cheerleaders. Uh, but outside of that, shout out to all the kids of the Antelope Valley. Uh, shout out to all. All of you guys, like, not just because we do this politic and stuff together, but the fact that, like, when I follow you guys on social media, I feel like a real life, like, like a fan. Like, you guys are doing the coolest stuff individually, and um, I can't wait till we can do something cool like Media Day again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, Caleb, are we? Th- are you throwing another Media Day? Are you throwing another? Yeah, we're gonna do another one, man. We're gonna do another one. Don't worry Part about two. it. Part two. We already we already got it in the works. We're gonna do something Alvin, huge job. Thank but, you, Alvin. But, Alvin, thank you for pointing that out. I want I want Caleb to do another one. Man, but, uh, but I but I don't watch I, I don't follow a bunch of influencers. I don't watch famous people. When I look for inspiration, I look at y'all niggas, man. I look at Ken taking over this fighter world. He just got an exclusive with Raphael Stotts. Before he became champ, and then got the exclusive with the champ after. You niggas understand that we just like for him to be fresh in the game in that season. Imagine five years in, imagine 10 years in, imagine 20 years in. Like, niggas, the the ascension is just too rapid for niggas to keep up with, man. I'm seeing y'all over here on Verizon campaigns. Right. Right. Killing it. 
Congratulations. Look at this guy, man. He he missed a big shot now. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know the homie no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then the famous homie, he don't, I don't even know his name. He be on the red, red carpet. carpet killer. I go out there. I'm just so Ronnie Cameraman. So Niggas don't even know who I am. Or oh, that's just Ronnie Cameraman over there. So right, we're like, hey, put the put the light on you. Put the light. Then Alvin, the the coach of the year, the mayor, the six six one. You got kids jumping over crates and trash cans while wearing sandbags and, yeah. and playing hopscotch. <laughs> I'm like, how yeah. is he con- how is he controlling all of this at once? It makes no sense. Like, I don't even know how basketball and hopscotch go together, but they you making it work. Right. Man, and then and then me, I've just been behind the scenes. I've been doing some shit. Honestly. Salute. I'm, I'm really I'm really uh I'm really finna fuck this game up, man. Like this year, I told niggas no more humble shit, man. Like last few years, I've helped so many people. I've done so much. And I feel like, you know, it's my time now. I'm finna eat, man. It's it's time to come out with a new approach, a new ferocity, a new tenacity. You know, we just really gotta like buckle down. It's like the, the devil been throwing all type of bullshit at us trying to trying to knock us down, man. Me and Ronnie, shh, the niggas know what we just been through. The niggas know what I'm going through right now. Facts. As we speak, like, Facts. like, you know, but God sometimes make you sit down. You know, he yeah. forces you to sit still. You know, he forces you to reevaluate and, and assess the situation and see what's going on. We got, you know what I'm saying? Now we started this podcast. We didn't know what the hell we was doing. Now, with five season brothers on this thing, we got a whole production behind us. Murdoch in the back, we got a producer. Murdoch, deal. We got a studio. We in Mexico. We finna bring the Roku channel back. We got the blog popping. We outside, outside. When it comes to the media, we about to be the the main media outlet out here. These outlets ain't even on the carpets. These outlets ain't even touching the people. We walk in the room, niggas know who we are instantly because we touching the people. And that's what matters, man. We providing, like Ken said, we providing a platform for those that didn't have one, that don't know how to acquire one, that don't know how to go get it. You don't know how? You know what I'm saying? Let me lead you to the lake. I can't help you drink, though. That's on you. Hey, man, Politic in the podcast, man. We out, man. Tap in on all our audio on Politic and Radio. Like, comment, and subscribe, man. We out.